All right. When you hear the music, you know who's here. <laughs> it's the Gruff Learning Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for being here. A little Wilco there. Um, you know, it's, it's fun to, uh, to talk about all the positions that we have in life, right? And to take a stance and to, to think about what's exciting and what motivates you and what you believe in and such. And it struck me. You know, we were talking a little bit about this before, Ari. You know, one of my favorite authors, I'm, a, I'm one of these guys that loves serious authors and deep stuff. So I love Dostoevsky, even like Tolstoy. I like Dostoevsky even more. And he once said in one of his uh, articles, and he, he wrote prolifically, he said that you cannot seriously, you cannot really believe in God until you've rejected him. And I remember him writing that and reading that and thought, think to myself, that makes sense. And, and because, frankly, I went through that process myself. I had, I had rejected God and then come back to God. And I truly appreciate the God thing. And, and one way, I'm very envious of those who always have had God in their lives uh, and have adopted God by way of faith alone. It's a really nice thing. I, I, I envy them. For me, I came to God through the numbers, statistics, you name it. I, I, I got there through the numbers because it made sense to me that there was a God. Not because I, I believed it, because my parents told me or otherwise. And I'm not mocking that. I think that's wonderful. I'm teaching my kids to believe in God. So as far as I know, my kids believe in God because I, you know, I've told them that there is a God. Even so, you'll never be able to truly appreciate God or, or anything for that matter unless you understand the other side of it. It's as really simple as that. And I'm going to get to that, to other things, but I want to talk first in the element of, of God first. Because I, I, let me explain what I think Dostoevsky meant and, and at least how it relates to me. You can't appreciate something unless you it is truly gone and in our case you know god might be god uh, gone from our minds so you imagine a world without god so you're living in a world without god and how do you perceive reality when there is no god ultimately there's only one way to perceive god um without sorry reality without god and that is that anything is possible I mean, if you're intellectually honest, you have to say anything is possible. You might, you might lie to yourself and say, well, it's a function of being logical and we've got to do the right thing by each other because we're, we're logical. But that, that falls apart, too, for many reasons, and I, we don't need to get into that. At the end of the day, anything is possible. It's a doggy it's a dog world, and you end up uh, just doing what's best for you. The notion of charity is, is pointless. Everything about it is, is meaningless. So I think you understand where I'm going with this. When you, and, then, and then you realize, okay, well, wait a minute. I don't know if I want to live in that world. But that's, that's one thing. You don't have to live in that world. You don't, maybe you don't like to live in a doggy dog world. That doesn't mean that it's not a doggy dog world, right? I mean, you could be in hell, a, a, the ultimate worst place in prison in the world. You can pretend it's not prison, but, and it's not miserable, but it is, right? I mean, it's, it's a reality. And that's what the atheists will tell you. They'll say, well, okay, you, you can believe in God all you want, but in fact, it's a horrible, abusive, terrible world to live in. And, um, 
and, and that's the way they, they paint the world to themselves. But what I came to is understanding that that's not the way the world works, that the, the numbers and everything else reflecting it show that, that there must be a God. The complexity of the human body, the complexity of animals, generally speaking, our role in the universe, I mean, how unique Earth is. The existence of cats. All right, there we go with the cats again. <laughs> That's a running it's joke. It's like it's a signature here. That's a running joke for everyone. That's Ari's yeah. signature comment. I always wait for it. You, know, you never know when it's going to happen. It's, it's like, you know what it's like? It's like the Peter Seller movie. You know, <laughs> Kato Kato, Kato attacking. Like, you don't know when it's going to happen, but uh, it keeps you on, t- on your toes. <laughs> so... All right, Kato. Thank you. I love you. doing that because you're such you're, you're such a serious thinking <laughs> kind of guy. And I know that it's just so frivolous. <laughs> I agree. You it's give frivolous. me that look, like shut the hell up. <laughs> yes, I am giving him that look. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, so we're talking about how the, the numbers and the uniqueness of the the, the Earth's uh, role in the solar system. The Earth, the only Earth has it's exactly just so. And the planets around it, and them, even the, the uniqueness of the moon. People don't realize how, how necessary the moon is to our various survival. Yeah. And when I'm talking about tides, uh, that's kind of a, you know, you, we could actually do without the tides. It would be a way of doing it. But without the moon, we, we wouldn't have our 24-hour cycle, and everything would not be in a rhythmic yeah, and also the, one of the most amazing ones is the percentage of water that's on the planet, yes. the percentage of water in the human body being exactly the same yes, amazing thing. ratio. Uh, that there are all sorts of crazy things associated with it. But you can say, okay, well, look, that's all an amazing coincidence. But it's not. Uh, at the end of the day, what really is happening is um, uh, the numbers, the probabilities, I should say, are so staggering, staggeringly against the possibility of life. And then, and then on top of that, life reproducing itself. And then on top of that, life evolving. And then on top of that, life evolving to the point that it gets... To, to be an intelligent human human being with free will, with love of music, with love of who beauty. Who becomes aware that there is a God. That's, and, and, and that's the a, real... And, and even has a yearning for God. Yeah, what are the chances? It, it's, it's, yeah. it's, and they actually, they actually do numbers with this. It's so staggeringly small that, that to not believe in God actually requires more faith than to believe in God. Right. By, by a lot. By a lot. Yeah. So when, I, when somebody tells me that they're an atheist... Yeah, that's an awful lot of coincidence. Yeah. I say to them, I say, I feel to me that they are true believers. <laughs> what, you say, what do you mean? They're not, they're not true believers. No, no, they're, they are. They're, they're, they're not. No, no, the atheist is not a true believer. The atheist is a religious fanatic. Well, that's true. They're they beyond they, true believers. Yeah, they're far more The sure. true believer like you and I, we don't, we don't force our dogma on other people. Well, yes. No, we, don't, we don't pour unholy water on roads anointed with holy water to de-anoint the roads. Right, right. No, they're, they're jerks. <laughs> they're jerks. They can be jerks. Uh, there, there are many good atheists too, my brother among them. But look, the the, the point is that um, uh, that they are. It's not so much the religious versus the non-religious. It's the the, the, the atheist is in a sense the true believer. Uh, and why do I say that? I mean that to, to to they must truly believe that all this happened randomly. That takes a tremendous amount of faith. I mean, if you actually pull the numbers together and you say. 
John, you know, yeah, Johnny Atheist. You, if you ran those numbers together and you said to an atheist, so right. you're betting on this, you're going to bet your life on this, and they right. said yes, wow. Right. <laughs> that's a believer. Yeah, that's right. a believer. And and you don't have to necessarily, I mean, no, the atheist will come back. You see, you see how I can, I can tell you what the atheist is going to say because I was one of them. The atheist will come back to you and say, oh, yeah, right. And and I should believe in God with white beard and and he gave he, he burned the bush and he gave Ten Commandments. Ha, la da 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 Forget about that. Forget about it for a second, I say to the atheist. Forget about the Bible. Altogether you want. But you just do have to acknowledge. Don't go racing to the biblical God. You have to acknowledge at the very least that there is a higher being that created all this. Now, what he looks like, what his ultimate mission is, I don't know. Whether yeah, it's a where he or, hangs out, where he hangs what, out. He, what he looks like. We don't know any of that. Yeah. But is he there or is he? Right. You know, is there that's, a creative That's the only form. question. Yeah. We didn't ask what, whether or not he wrote this book or that. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Whether he loves gays or not or any of those things that are political. No. We're talking about whether or not there is a God that, that is a, dry, a creative force. That's it. And you really should answer the question in the affirmative on that one because of the, the, the facts are so obvious. And once you establish that to yourself, then you can start wondering to yourself, well... Is the Bible true? Does that ring true to you? And then you can go through other things associated with the Bible, which are quite miraculous, among other things, that the Bible correctly lists the order of the living animals coming onto the scene of the earth exactly correctly, consistent with the fossil record. You know, this is at a time when people didn't know anything about that. So that's pretty amazing. Hey, could be coincidence. Can I ask you something? <laughs> yeah. You said that if the absence of God, you could believe in anything. Would that include math that doesn't add up? In other words, mm. when you say 2 plus 2 equals 4 is a perfect known quantity. Right, right. 2 and 2 give us four of these right. things, right? Mm-hmm. We know that. Right. If you do not have a a basis for belief in the creator, in the, right. in the very basic place of where all life comes from. Yes. Could you start believing in anything and by anything even numbers not making sense? Yes. And, 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 well, and, and, and let me prove it to you. Okay. Hold on. Just to say exactly what you just said, uh, G.K. Chesterton, I think is his name, he said, when you don't believe in God, you don't believe in nothing, you believe in anything. Right. And and that is true. Um, and to get to your point, it's 2 plus 2 equals 16. Um. I, we have something happening right now called global warming. People, there, there is no math to that, but they, they claim to have math, and they say two plus two equals sixteen. Right. And 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 we. And it doesn't mean we, that it actually does equal sixteen. It means you can believe you that can it believe equals it. Yeah. sixteen. They believe they believe it equals because sixteen because two plus two does equals four. Right. But that doesn't mean the right. a person believes it equals four. Right. Global warming is the ultimate groupthink. I've never seen anything like it before. You know what groupthink is, well, right? Well, I, I, you know, I don't think there's a difference between global warming belief and communism. It is the exact same. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to mob that. dynamic. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you, but, but I, I want to say that it's the ultimate groupthink. What is groupthink? Groupthink is a business term where you get a bunch of people all deciding what to do. Yeah, and they them. lose their self-correcting abilities on each right, other. Right, because they don't act as yeah, because on each other. Ch- Charlie says this is a good idea. It and, must be you know, good. This idea. Is what I think. Then, then, so Johnny thinks it's a good idea. Now you have two people who think it's a good idea. The third guy says, okay, yeah, that sounds good. 
And the next thing you know, everyone's adopting this thing that could be a terrible idea. I used to be in meetings, and the words would be, yep, yep, yep. That's what they do, and which was the sign that groupthink was going on. I'd go, uh-oh, they just made that sound. It was right. like... It was like a herd of animals making a noise around the water hole. Right. Uh, you know, like, yep, yep, yep. Okay, where are the lions that are, 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 let the lions know where we are to kill us. They go, yep, yep, yep. All agree with each other. I'd be like, wait a minute, that software product doesn't do that. You, you can't, do, and then they go, well, but he said, he said, he. Mm-hmm. and then they go to the next hour meetings, you know, directors to vice presidents. So I'll be like, well, we yep, yep, yep here. They're going to yep, yep, yep there. Right. <laughs> Give it to the CEO. So he goes, yep, yep, yep. Signs off on it. I'm, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's very funny. Yeah, no, I, I think that's exactly right. Uh, but that's what that's what global warming is. Because global warming, when you actually confront somebody who believes in it, you say to them, have you seen any numbers associated with this? I mean, you actually done any calculations yourself? And they always say the same thing. Well, there's just so many scientists who agree with this. No, no, they don't say that. You know they, what do, they do. They do. They That's use what criti- my friends do. They, my experience is they use critical theory and they immediately attack you personally well, as an true. unbeliever. Yes. No. That, I, I encountered a couple people at the Brentwood Country Mart right. who were talking about global warming with each other. And I like just couldn't say it. I said, "Have you heard about Climate Gate? Do you know about the uh, yeah. you know East Anglia ICU? Do you right. know about uh, uh, Man and that other guy who were exchanging yes, yes. emails?" Saying, falsify the data to prove this right and they say we don't care but it's true you're right. just an unbeliever right out of the church that's right it is <laughs> it is a church excommunication but but people think that they are dealing with science when in fact they're not dealing with science and and this is one of the beauties of believing in god oddly enough contrary to what the atheist thinks the atheist thinks very highly of himself i say because i used to be one of them he thinks that he is a man of science and that he goes where the facts lead him. But the funny thing is, the exact reverse is true. The believer, the, the, the believer in God at least, is far more skeptical about all science, generally speaking, and wants much more proof than than the atheist does. Right, because he trusts God supreme, and he right. understands man is humbled before humbled. God. Thus, if man presents it, we better double-check our facts and That's make right. sure two and two does equal four right. man is before flawed. we believe. Man is flawed. And um, I, I, I was with my sister uh, the other day. We were talking about uh, conspiracies, in fact. I, I, I put it to you that um, if you could take a Venn diagram of all the people who believed in conspiracies and... I took all the people who believe in God, that there would be very little overlap. Very little. Yeah. Um, the which people, which the people who, who right. are agnostic or atheist or, you know, just to have no sense of religion or, or God, they're the ones who are, are going to believe it. I'm not saying all, all those people believe in conspiracies, but all people who believe in conspiracies uh, tend to be without any sense of God. Right. They are willing to accept. And, and why? Because the only way to believe in conspiracy is to think that humans are so sophisticated, that they can hide, and powerful, that they can hide this grandiose scheme. Yeah, the government can just get away with everything. That's right. And and every corporation can get away with everything, and not one reporter anywhere will ever discover it. Right. And report it and tell you. Right. So, so, And they're talking about, my sister and her her friends were talking about these big schemes, and and not not that she believed in them. She was just wondering about them. And uh, this and that, and, uh, you know, usually involving money, and and I said, you know, I take a much uh, lighthearted role about this. I, I, I don't believe in conspiracies at all. Um, I, I think 
I, I think that humans are so frail and so weak and so clumsy. And so they, unmedia savvy. Unmedia savvy. <laughs> they can't possibly hold it. I mean, and the proof of that is, is Watergate. Oh, Bill and, Clinton, they, the dress. They can't, they can't even get that. But, but yet, yeah. people will, will try to convince you that there's a conspiracy that no man ever walked on the moon. Which is, which is a key one, by the way, parenthetically. I always ask, okay, so no, no man walked on the moon? That's right. And they did all this thing. Yes, I grant you, Barack, it's a very sophisticated conspiracy, but they did it. And I said, wow, after they did it, they must have really patted themselves on the back and say, we got away with that crap, huh? <laughs> right. Yes, well, I guess so. Well, that was a close one. If we right. didn't pull that off, people would still doubt Kennedy. Right. <laughs> right. So, 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 then, so then I say to them, wow, they, they did that. And then they said, Let's do it again. Right. <laughs> they did it three more times. Like, uh, now, and they even screwed uh, up one of the missions. That's right. Apollo that's right. thirteen. They must have screwed up. You know, that, that must have been also part of the conspiracy, right? To, to create a fake, uh, a fake, a uh, fake near disaster. Yeah. yeah. So I just think that's very cute. Um, anyway, conspiracies abound, and, and, and that's the theory. And, and there are usually people that that are not believers. So I, I, I don't want to digress too much because I want to talk about. Um, the notion of being uh, understanding and appreciating the other side. That's, that's really where we started this whole thing. It is true with so many different areas of life, right? You can't really understand, oh, I don't know, let's say, um, you can't understand a legal case without really trying to turn the tables and understand what the other side is going to say. Can't. You need to understand the weaknesses of the case, what will, how it will play out, um, what discovery might come yeah, out. OJ's attorney had to know what Marsha Clark was thinking. They, yeah. they had to at least hypothesize yeah. well, in order to create a defense. Right. People are very good about researching the other side, not just the attorneys, but also the facts, of course, and the witnesses and everything else that they may have, experts and everything else. And only then can you truly appreciate your side. If, if you only argued your own side, you'd be a bad lawyer. Just you would be bad. And uh, I think that's true, generally speaking, life with, with whatever argument you have. Now, look, you and I are both very pro-Israel, for example, and um, you know we we need to understand what the other side is saying, and we do understand. We actually listen to them, and that makes us more effective advocates. The other side, and as as we sit here today, you know, it's it's ironic, not ironic, but coincidental. There's a big demonstration out in the street. No, Good. it's not big. It's 15 people. Hey, yeah, you kind of contradict, contradict me every time. <laughs> I'm reassuring the audience that these people are... Well, they're not, climb, they're not climbing up the walls to get to us. That's okay, good. there's 8,000 people downstairs. We're Thank trapped you. in the building. Is that we're so doing, much to ask? We're doing this episode because we have nothing else to do and no provisions for the next week. Help <laughs> us. Help us. Right. Save us over. How much more battery know? life in this computer? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, those people, and, and Ari, you confronted them just before you came here, and you started asking them questions. And of course, they weren't able to answer any of the questions. Uh, and it's clear that most of the time, it, it just never dawns on them to even think certain questions. Um, so, and, and Oh, I actually, I think they have asked and answered the questions, but here's the thing. They know what answer they want mm -hmm. before they ask oh, the question. Sure. Yeah. They ask the question as background research. But then when I confront them and ask them questions, rather than answering right. or coming to understanding or dialogue, as the left says, the left loves to say, well, we just love diversity and we love dialogue. Let's have a conversation. Right. No, they don't. no, they don't. When I ask them a question, they use ad hominem attacks against me, called me a racist Zionist pig, and told me to shut up. Right. 
right? Because they had already knew the answer was not in their favor. Thus, they had to avoid at all costs ever arriving at the answer. Right. And we know in law that doesn't work. It just it won't work because we have to have fairness in the system. And we have well, to I know Johnny it. Cochran pulled that off with Judge Ito. Well, yeah, you know what? <laughs> the justice was not served that day. That's true. I mean, yeah. you, you know, we can laugh about that, but you're actually right. Justice was not served that day. Um, anyway, so it, it benefits to know the other side, to to truly appreciate something, to, to appreciate beauty. Yeah, and strengthen your argument right. and all that. Right. And, and, but, but let's yeah. go beyond law, for example. To appreciate beauty, you need to know what ugliness is. There was a great Twilight Zone, remember, where – well, maybe you don't remember, but there was a Twilight Zone where um, – Is that the uh, pig was, face one? Yes. Yeah. That the future was such that everyone was supposed to look just the same and everyone would be equally beautiful. And uh, they wanted this one woman who was reasonably attractive, but not, not beautiful, beautiful. And they wanted her to change her face because they could, because technology had went, got to that point. And she made the point, you know, without, without uh, people who are not beautiful, you won't appreciate beauty. And she was right. And, of course, at the end of the movie, at the end of the episode was a surprise where you t- actually turn to the scientists and they had their hideous people that look like pigs, so which truly shows beauty in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Um, There's also in writing, uh, like with Dostoevsky. Right. I'm sure I'm, I haven't read Dostoevsky. Right. I read I read right. Carl Hyacin and you know, right, right, James right. Elroy. I'm not at your level, but all good writing presents a counter argument. Right. In order, you know, the antithesis of the thesis That's in right. order to strengthen the thesis. Right. You can't know good music until you've heard bad music. Until you've heard Millie Vanilli. Right. Yeah, Millie Vanilli. Right. You know that that's crap. But uh, if you listen to Radiohead or Wilco, gosh, that's pretty damn good. Uh, Pink Floyd, whatever. Uh, there are certain things that transcend, and you won't know that until you've been in the pits Yeah, of you don't know good wine until you've had crap wine. Right. You don't know good food until you've had really bad food. Right. Uh, and you don't know happiness yeah. until you've known unhappiness. Yes. Um, it, it's, it's a really, it's a remarkable thing, and we have to, we can only appreciate something when we've been and seen the opposite of those things. Yeah, that's an interesting kind of way of thinking, because you know how a lot of times you'll hear the, the question posed, well, does a blind man know what blue looks like? Right. Well, okay, whatever, that may be the case. But if you have eyesight, do you really appreciate it? Mm -hmm. Or only when you think what it's like to be blind, do you start to appreciate it? Right. Uh, Which is sort of a different, more nuanced argument above. Well, this is what I love about about believing in God, and this is going back to God a little bit. When when we go to um, Yom Kippur services or Rosh Hashanah, we often thank God for many different things. But what I love about it is that it, it, it re-triggers the things that we should be grateful about, that we do take for granted. Just like you said, you know, uh, thank you, God, for our eyesight, right? Thank you, God, for giving us the ability to love. Uh, thank you, God, for uh, whatever we do have, the food that's on our table. It makes us appreciate where we could be. We could be blind. We could be poor. We could how, be hungry. Yeah, and how basic those things are that we take for granted. And right. we, it, it doesn't matter how how many Ferraris or Porsches you have. If you can't see and can't drive them and can't look at them, right? What's, what's the, the point? point? Yeah. Doesn't matter how good looking your wife is if you can't look at her. That's true. Her, That's true. Know. It's really true. And um, there's something just very majestic about that—the ability to understand differences. And here we go now, not full circle, but to a major point, which is the liberal mindset wants everything to be the same, right? And equal. And equal. And what will that lead to? Given that we just spoke about it. It'll lead to to, awfulness everywhere. And no appreciation. Equal awfulness. Equal awfulness, but no one will appreciate anything. Right. No one will appreciate a great 
uh, Strawberry. <laughs> no one will appreciate great music. I mean, it really, you take it to its logical extension. What they really want is that nobody should be more talented than the other in, in music or in football or in writing <clears throat> or in lawyering or being a doctor or whatever it might be that they have a talent in. No one should have that talent because that's the natural extension of it. Yeah. Because, but, but the, the one area where they do want everyone to be equal, they, they seem to accept that, but they want, they want everyone to be equal when it comes to money. But why? Some people are more talented at making money than others. You know, I, I, I'm, I, and I don't count myself as one of those being exceptionally talented at making money. I make decent money, but uh, am I like Warren Buffett or, or uh, just can you pass some of that gold? I want to eat some too. Yes, yeah, so I have to. Oh, <laughs> ixnay on the gold, man. It kind of under, you know, undermines my entire argument. You know that here. saying from Monty Python: "All the gold I could eat." Remember that from Life of Brian? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, have you ever? Did you ever go to the Soviet Union? No, I've, I've wanted to. I, I never wanted to. Fancy that. But a couple years ago, I was on a cruise in one of the stops we went to was uh, the city of Halifax in Canada. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And some of the architecture of Canada, especially in this port city, were just I don't know why the cruise went there, but it did, right. were almost Soviet-style buildings. They had those dates on them, and they were from 1953 and 1955. Right. And these were super gigantic gray government buildings with no personality. And it was a gray, horrible, overcast day. Right. It looked very Soviet. And I couldn't help but think that the the uh, negation of the negation of Soviet or collectivism or socialist ideas of thought right. ended at a place like this of absolute dreariness, overpoweringly large government institutions, reducing the individual to the size of an ant. All the individuals who are the size of the ant had no power over this this edifice, you, you know, no relation to it other than being submissive. And it made me think about the terms that you were just describing. And, of course, once you've accepted that this thing is superior and you are always inferior <clears> to it, what's the point of ever striving to be anything? Because you will always be, as Mao would say, crushed by the wheel of history. Right. It's, uh, and that's the way they look at it. <clears throat> yeah. And they uh, want that to happen. They oh, yeah. want the individual crushed by it. There is, yeah. There's an impulse, and I, and I felt this impulse. When you're an atheist, you so have contempt for the way things are. It's hard to describe that. This is, without having been an atheist, it's hard to, to explain to people. The atheist mind, um, at some point, and, and I'm talking about true atheists, a lot of people listening might say, well, I, I, can, I don't really believe now in God. You're talking or, about people who are actively against God, right, right. against are, theism. Yeah, yeah. Not agnostic, not people who go, right. well, I don't know, maybe, sort right. of. Especially in their younger years, they have a very destructive bone in their bodies. They they feel that they know better. Let's get rid of everything that we see. It's, it's a nihilistic approach. Yeah, those low yellow lines on the road. Why have them? Exactly. Right? Right. Stoplights. Why have them? Yeah, they're all about why Why do, do things need to be this way? And, I mean, there's some element of good to that, of course. But but, but they, they are really a very destructive mentality. They they don't appreciate all that, that it took to get to this. The, 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 the nurturing and the time and the... the, the the many wars that it took finally to get some things right. Not to running right. water, electricity, to, yeah. Yeah, education. safe streets, you know. Basic things Modern. that we, we so take for granted now. Yeah. That in their mind, you know, it's like the Michael Moore when he said we should replace capitalism. And then somebody asked him, well, what, what kind of system? And he goes, and he said, literally on camera, I don't know. Something, we'll figure it out. He in said. other words, with nothing, which is anything. Right. 
And that's that's what it is. Yeah, it, well, it, it well, actually, he, he couldn't say what he actually wants, like those protesters that I asked. Right. What does he want? He wants to be king and be able to decree and rule by fiat against all us yeah. stupid idiots who have no wisdom to run our own lives. That's right. They're dictators, but yeah. they think they'll be better dictators yeah. than everyone else. This is the first time. This is a, a beautiful, wonderful dictatorship. That's what they want. Yeah. And 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 they never learn from history. They never understand that you have to have balance of power. Yeah. Do you think Hitler really wanted to spend all that effort sending people to those disposal camps, or was it just what is the natural course of things when you right. have that kind of mindset he that I must rule? He certainly thought that he was a. You know, he personally thought that he was a wonderful man. Right. And he was just disposing of some, un, yeah. you know, unwantables, some some inconvenient whatever it is yeah. that are going to, you know, stop us from arriving at this wonderful utopia I see in my mind. I see it. We can be there right now if right. we would just get rid of them. Right. Get, get rid of the people who don't see my, don't share my vision. Uh, the ultimate groupthink, isn't it? Yeah. So... Look, we started it off, and we'll end it right now. Well, with, I have with one the, quick question oh, right? before we end. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's you, good. Back to the math question. Yes. Uh, I, I'm not very good at math. I was really high mm -hmm. during that part of high school. Oh, right. But is there such a thing as non-Euclidean geometry, or is geometry, which is called Euclid, by definition, Euclidean? Right. I don't know. The answer is I don't know. Okay, the reason I ask is because there were books by Lovecraft, essentially about creatures from hell, the Cthulhu myths. Yeah. And I found out about this because while I was high in high school, I was playing some Dungeons and Dragons. Anyway, long story short, the Cthulhu myths. Are we going to have to edit this from the podcast? No, it's, <laughs> everyone knows this about me. Yeah, I'm a social media guy. I'm not, I'm not the lawyer. He does the law. Okay? He never did this stuff. Long story short, the de Lovecraft's definition of, or vision of hell was a city based on non-Euclidean geometry, which kind of fits your idea of believing in math, right. believing in math that doesn't add up. Right. And the creatures of this were essentially the equivalent of Satan and Lucifer, and whatever, right. but in gigantic hell-like creatures. Because it opens up the door to chaos. Right. That's what it does. Then that's exactly what they right. were. They were known as the lords of chaos. Yeah. Uh, if you, if the, in the building that we're in, which is what, uh, 16 floors or so, nice building, it, it, it involves a tremendous amount of math. And you, you, there's no time for fuzzy math or anything else. Like, right. They weren't messing around. They weren't going, well, maybe this girder yes. will reach the right length yeah. or maybe it won't. I but... believe this building yeah. exists. No, either it <laughs> right. does or it doesn't. And, and, and the, what they say about global warming, and, and I just, it just drives me nuts, the whole thing. There's no science to it virtually at all. And, and even the nonsense of when, when uh, Al Gore came up with the movie um, Inconvenient uh, Truth. Inconvenient Truth, right. And... I saw that movie, and I, I could tear it apart instantly, but it's very easy. I remember one thing that he said was, and we took a random sampling of, uh, I think, a thousand scientists, and uh, the, 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 uh, the, the precise number of people that uh, disagreed with us, question mark, zero. And, he, and, and the numbers kind of float around in the background, zero. Like, aha, that must mean that that's perfect. Well, never mind that he could have probably selected all those thousand, even assuming it to be true. Um, so are the random sampling, it's so-called random. Well, they, they, did, they did do a random sampling. They took a random sampling the of a thousand and called them all up and said, if we write you a check yeah. for this much money, will you say uh, or, or zero? It's, it's, or it's easier than that. Sure, I mean, right. I, I think it's very funny. Well, yeah, you're easier. You, easier. Just <laughs> you just lie. You can just lie. Well, that's that's true. Or you can simply say you can choose choose the people in your sample. You can get two thousand people um, 
and uh, that, that all agree with you, and then take a random sampling of, the, of those 2,000 yeah. within it, so 200 of the 2,000, they happen to all agree with you. That's right. called the Venn diagram. If you, if right. more, people, more people agree with you, then a smaller <laughs> group is also, <laughs> right? So, Out of 5,000 atheists, five atheists agree. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So it's, it's, not, it's a self-referencing situation. Look, uh, they don't believe in math. And, and seriously, um, this is all about appreciation. This, this whole podcast is really designed to talk about appreciation. About God, uh, you will not appreciate God uh, fully. I mean, you'll certainly appreciate God and, and, and be, appreciate the great things you have in life. But until you understand what life is like in your own mind, without God, you can't truly appreciate God. Well, let's appreciate some Wilco now. Yes. Thank you, Wilco. We love you. Here we go. And this has been the Bureaucalary Podcast. Talking about God, love, beauty, and appreciation. All the good things in life. (laughs) Take care, guys. See you next week.